Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have such a show lined up for you today. I'm so so excited. We have a lot of Bravo to cover. We're going to break down the new episode of Roni. We're going to talk about it scene by scene, break, really break it down. We also have a special guest that called in with some very important information. <laughs> so friend of the show, Leslie Grossman, you guys know who she is. She's from American Horror Story and popular, and she's so fantastic. She was on a, a few weeks ago or a, a couple months ago, and she's a Bravo aficionado. Is that how you say it? Aficionado? Affectionado. Anyway, she was watching last week's Roni, The Boat Ride from Hell. She was watching it and she was texting me after she finished and she had a lot of thoughts that she needed to get off her chest. And I was like, please, Leslie, like call in, call in and just let it all out like the burn book and Mean Girls, like let it all out. You girls keep me young. Oh, I love you so much. And so she did and she did not disappoint. So we're going to play that. <laughs> I mean, I think all of us, after watching that boat trip episode, I think we all were losing sleep all week, right? Like, I couldn't stop thinking about Luann pooping in the bed. Like, and they, again, just sort of glazed over that. It was like, Luann shit the bed. Let's, you know, here's what's next week. (laughs) So what else? What else? Oh, I got, you guys know how we always talk about grocery store anthems on the show? (laughs) Grocery store anthems are, of course, those soft rock songs that you hear almost exclusively in grocery stores. (laughs) So... I always say, like, my favorite grocery store anthem is Kimberly Locke's Eighth World Wonder. And, of course, Kimberly Locke provided our new podcast theme song. So she's the song that plays at the beginning of our show. That's by Kimberly Locke. When you feel like you're down on your luck, it's time to realize you're not on your own. And her song, Eighth World Wonder, is one of those that every time I enter the grocery store, it plays. And there's a lot of grocery store anthems. Uh, you know, other examples include Kelly Clarkson's Mr. Know-It-All, Kelly Clarkson's Catch My Breath. Uh, you know, those aren't Kelly Clarkson's biggest hits. They're not. They're not. They're no since you've been gone. But they're going to be playing at grocery stores for years and years after My Life Would Suck Without You is playing. <laughs> like, we're going to be hearing Catch My Breath in the grocery store until the day we die. Catching my breath. Also, that Gwyneth Paltrow, Huey Lewis song, Cruisin', grocery store anthem. Now, these are usually like soft rock songs with very simple lyrics. And the other day I was in a grocery store and I heard this song and I thought, oh my God, this doesn't fit like our normal mold. But I do hear it a lot at grocery stores. Like it is something that plays a lot. And that song is, of course, <laughs> I say of course, but that song is, of course, Forgot About Dre by Dr. Dre and Eminem. So I'm like hearing it in the I'm hearing it at the, the Ralph's, which is a grocery store out here in California, and I'm listening. I'm thinking like, why is this? Why is this a grocery store anthem? And then I started getting flashbacks of when the song came out. Now it came out when I was in high school, and all I could think about was how one of my very best friends in high school and and still, uh, her name is Beth, and she is the sweetest, kindest person. <laughs> She's married with a child now. Anyway, when the song came out, I remember like driving around with Beth, and. You know, she'd be listening to something like something poppy or like one of those now CDs, <laughs> now, now 13 or whatever. She'd be listening to something like that. And then, or we'd pop on the radio and then that forgot about Dre would come on and she would turn into a different human being. And she's like a very petite, redheaded Jewish girl, like the kindest human you will ever meet. Like just so sweet. <laughs> but she would morph. And I think all white women, <laughs> all white men, women, and and all of us, really, we all sort of morph when that song comes on. But I just, I have like a clear visual in my head of like driving around with Beth, going to the movie theaters, <laughs> that song come on. And it was just, you know, she's like, oh, so what are you up to today? And then she flipped the channel or the, the radio come on. And then all of a sudden she'd be like, fuck you too, bitch. Call the cops. I'm going to kill you and them loud ass motherfucking barking dogs. <laughs> 
And I just look over like, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, what's, what's happening? And, it, you know, that happens. We all listen to it and that happens. I mean, forgot about Dre just brings something out in us that is not there before. <laughs> and it is a grocery store song. Like we hear it in the grocery store and it is not what we'd expect, but I just could clear it. <laughs> so clearly remember Beth, Beth, Beth Ann, just, you know, you know, it's harder than me trying to park a Dodge. <laughs> I'm drunk as fuck. <laughs> what is about that song? It brings out, it brings out a different side in us. And I love that song. I do. I do. But white women in particular, white, white women completely change, completely morph into new human beings when that song comes on. Uh, so I just wanted to add that to our list. I think it's an important addition to our grocery store anthems. Oh, man, what else? I feel like, oh, I got to update you guys on the headboard. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about the West Elm headboard that they just lost. <laughs> no one, they just lost it. No, they did not have any answers for me. They lost it. Anyway, after I talked about it on the podcast, somebody messaged me, and I got a text out of the blue, and I was like, hey, I heard your podcast. I want to help you with your headboard. And it was a miracle situation, so I'm supposed to be getting it tomorrow. So West Elm came through. Well, they didn't come through yet. <laughs> They're supposed to come through tomorrow, so it's possible that this could all go to shit. <laughs> but everyone cross your fingers, and um, and then we'll love them again. But uh, anyway, it was Aaron, I believe. It was Aaron at West Elm was the one who, she helped make this happen. It's just lovely. Aaron, if you're listening, love you. <laughs> but you know, that that made me feel like when Aaron reached out to me, you guys, I'm not kidding, like... That's how Thanos felt when he got a hold of all the Infinity Stones in the Avengers movies. Because I felt like I had so much power when she texted me and was like, I listen to the podcast, I work at West Elm, and I want to help. And I was like, holy shit. I felt so powerful. And it's really dangerous. And then Matt, of course, like I told Matt the story. And he was like, go on and tell him that you want a trip to Hawaii. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, just mention it. Just mention we want to go to Maui. Like, see if anyone can give us a free hotel room in Maui. And I was like, I don't think that's how it works, but I'll try. <laughs> so if any of you want to help, <laughs> you don't have to, though. You don't have to, but DM me. My DMs are open. <laughs> okay, you guys, we need to talk about Bravo. Before we do, I want to just say everyone follow me on social media. If you don't already, it'd be great. I'm at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. Join the Everything Iconic Facebook group because everything is wonderful in there. Oh, and we're doing this thing. A lot of people have DM'd me or messaged me saying that I need to name the room that we do the podcast in where we record. Because, you know, a lot of the other podcasts, I guess, have these, you know, they have names for the rooms they record in. So we really need to get on that. So there was like a, a thread in the Facebook group of names, and they were so good. Like, they're so good. So uh, Whitney and I are going to narrow them down, and then we'll try to take a vote, or I don't know, we're going to figure out a way to name it. My first instinct was like the Richard room, because remember we did that episode in the curtains fell and we thought it was the ghost of Dorinda's Richard. So I thought like maybe it could be like Richard's room and then we could shorten it to Dick room, <laughs> the Dick den, you know, cause Dick is short for Richard. Anyway, I don't know. We're, we're workshopping, but the Facebook group had better suggestions. Uh, oh, and one more thing, you guys, the show has been growing so quickly and I'm so grateful and I'm so excited to, and to have all these new listeners just to clear things up, because I know there's been some confusion to the new listeners, we have two shows a week, every Monday and Thursday. The Monday episodes are a pop dive. So those are episodes specifically about one pop culture thing. So those are sometimes movies, TV shows, musical eras, things like that. So those are our Monday episodes. And then our Thursday episodes are all about Bravo and then some other stuff. Right now we're recapping Roni every Thursday. So uh, Bravo on Thursday, and then Monday's our pop dive. And welcome all the new listeners. I'm so Grateful. I love you guys. Love you. I always do that kiss thing. I always. Do, I can't help that. You guys I, on the podcast. Every time I'm recording, I do that. Like that. I blow a kiss. Like it's the worst. It's the worst. Such a gay thing to do. And now I do it in my real life. Everywhere I go, I like. You know, I was in Rite Aid the other day, and I just like blew a kiss at the. I was paid to check out, and I was like, "Bye, I love you." <laughs> Not appropriate. Or I was driving on the freeway, and I went to the toll booth. I was on the. Um, what are those highways called? The toll, you know, the toll highways, the tollways. Anyway, I was like getting my thing and I was like, I, I paid and I was like, bye, love you. Kisses. Kisses. Like so, such a gay. Like they're just like, who's that big gay? 
He's almost too gay to function. Oh, I can't help it. I can't help it. All right. So I want to play this uh, quick message from Leslie Grossman regarding the episode of last week's Boat Ride from Hell. So this is all about last week. And then we're going to talk all about this week's Roni. And then after that, we'll talk a little bit Potomac, a little bit Orange County, some other Bravo stuff. Uh, (laughs) So here is the lovely and talented and beautiful Leslie Grossman. Okay, Danny. So I was at work when it aired and it was really hard for me because I felt like we've been sold a bill of goods that we were going to be getting this boat ride. I mean, Danny, I feel like we've been talking about this for six months. I feel that it was overhyped. Was it entertaining? Sure. To see Sonia and Ramona clutching each other and crying. Did I feel bad for Carol with the vomiting? But let's be frank. It wasn't, I think, the bill of goods that we were sold. Okay? But really, I think this episode was about something entirely different. And we didn't know that until the last minute or so. Because what really happened in this episode is that everyone got sick, but Luann shit in her bed. She shat in her bed, Danny. And then she left it. She left it and she made a joke about leaving it for the staff to clean up after her and thought it was funny. And then Ramona shit on the floor. And, like, did a very half-assed job cleaning it. And there was still a lot of DNA there. I think this episode was about how horribly behaved these women were. And really, it was about shitting all over this beautiful villa in Cartagena, Danny. Okay, now, I also have a couple theories. I don't think that Lou missed the reunion because she went back to rehab. Because if you'll notice, she seemed to go to rehab for about six hours. My feeling is she missed the reunion because she didn't want to face up to her shitting the bed. That's A. And B, she shouldn't get to hold an apple. She should have to hold a pile of poop. I've never shat a bed, but I just want to say something. If I did that and it went through the sheets and onto the mattress, I would say something so bad happened. And by the way, this would be after I burned the sheets And then did everything I could to clean the mattress. I would then say, I I will never get over the shame. I am so sorry. And then I would give them cash and beg their forgiveness. Here is all the money you'll ever need. And then more money as a payment for dealing with my shit mattress. As opposed to, what was it she did? Say I left them a gift. What was it? A surprise? I left them the ultimate gift. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Louie. Oh, God. What, in the toilet, you mean? No, on the bed. Yeah. You know what? No. 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 I, I really, I really, really am upset. And I, Danny, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm sorry. Garbage. It, just all of my empathy and sympathy was stripped away in that one final, like, I left him the ultimate gift. Ha ha ha, throaty laugh. These ladies are really, and then like, okay, Danny, I just, I, look, we could go on and on about Sonia's tag. There's just so many things to discuss. I won't do it now because we're focused on this one thing, but I just want you to know that almost more than anything else I've ever seen in any Housewives episode or franchise, this has permanently changed me. I'm different now. I need the support of my friends. I miss you. I love you. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, guys, I'm here with Whitney. Whitney, we're going to go through Real Houses of New York. First of all, yeah. how are you doing? Good. Yeah. Are tired. You- <laughs> tired. Wake up. <gasps> ah! <laughs> Whitney, wake the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know how you're tired after watching that episode. I mean, honestly, it did wake me up. All the right. poop talk got me just wide it was, awake. <laughs> it was very shit heavy. I Which like- I love. You like the poop. Humor. I love a blue humor in that way. So uh, let's go through. So we open on the episode with Ramona's renovation. Which. Uh-huh. Did you like it? No. You didn't like it? See, I liked it. It's basic. Whitney, that's a wrap. I, mean, <laughs> I really liked the. I really liked no, the renovation. It was fine. I mean, I agree a little bit with Lou. Like, I don't know how much of a, a renovation it was. Yes, the kitchen was oh renovated. I thought it was like, like so renovated. No, like she gutted the kitchen, but then the living room is just furniture she bought. 
See, I thought it looked like vastly different. Mm. And I liked the style of it. It was sort of modern. And I know there wasn't a lot of personal touches, but it was like just done. I mean, it wasn't even completely done because there were, as Lou said, (laughs) there were baseboards and stuff out. And there weren't trims. I love when the housewives noticed there aren't floor trimming. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I thought it looked great. And I thought once she adds like photos of Avery. (laughs) I don't know that she will. I mean, it'll be fine. Yeah. Just her New York apartment is similar in that way. It's a little cold for my taste, but good for her. I'm proud of her. Well, this is where we differ. I liked it. (laughs) And I was actually sort of mad at Luann for shading it so much. Oh. And all the girls, some of the girls came, Sonia and Dorinda came to the house and I loved that they did a flashback of Ramona's dog shitting at the Berkshires. I loved it. (laughs) I was like, give me all the poop. I love the editors. <laughs> I know. It was like more shit. Dog shit, yeah. human shit, all the shit. As my one friend said, who has a small child, he was like, and a dog, he was like, adult life is just feces management. And I was like, that is <laughs> That's true. <laughs> true. That's true. I know. They, they're really good. The editors are so good at giving us flashbacks uh. of... Yes. Uh, of memorable moments. And that's why, as I said last week, I was so upset that we didn't get any Jill flashbacks right. with the Bethany Carroll stuff, even though I know the relationships are very different. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, then um, Ramona is... <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? Just the dog <laughs> flashback. And Ramona oh, just yeah. doesn't potty train her dog. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. it's it's The dog's old enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I got this rug from Jill's Aaron that my dog is going to just shit on, and that's okay. Yeah. That's my intention. You know what I noticed about <laughs> Ramona in this scene? and in general she's very good at being independent and not needing a man like i know that she loves men but she seems very comfortable being independent i know she always harps on that and she always says like women need to make their own money and not rely Mm -hmm. on a man and i think she's very good at heeding that advice yes totally and she just seems so relaxed and into herself this season in like a positive way you know she's in her own self and it's so refreshing to see in the preview though we get a little bit of old Ramona but like (laughs) she just seems so well balanced this season and in a really good spot so like I'm so happy for her after she hurt her ankle she's still on those meds (laughs) but she doesn't even lose her she does yeah and things that would normally bother Ramona aren't no yeah she's easy breezy even we'll get to it later, but and later in the episode, that Sonia thing, it was like no, old Ramona would have threw a huge fit. Right. We'll get to that. So again, I said, why is Lou so rude? I wrote down in my notes. And I'm like, <laughs> I think she was just being mean. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Lou's in a down spot. And when people are down, they often pick on other people to feel better, you know? In her confessional, she said, not a flower. <laughs> I know. I feel like for Lou, maybe like flowers in your house are as essential as like her statement necklaces, you know, like for her, like that makes an outfit that makes a house. You have to have flowers, <laughs> but hello that like, what a luxury. So then, so then Dorinda, Sonia, uh, Luann and Ramona, they were all talking about their poops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Lou oh. apparently started her diarrhea again. Uh-huh. Started Which back is up. very confusing. How does it go away and then come back? <laughs> and is it then like, is the root of it the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> this was my favorite thing. I wrote, I wrote this quote down. I'm like giggling today. Oh I, I wrote this quote down from Sonia. Okay. <laughs> she said, she said, she said, and I quote Sonia said, Did you get the memo? Me and Carol had our first bowel movements yesterday. Hard ones. <laughs> Did she say bowel movements or did she say BMs? Because I love BMs. Bowel movements. And I was just like, Carol's not even in the scene. (laughs) Did she authorize this? She's she's telling a group of women and the camera about her hard bowels. So, like, they were texting about it, and it's like, what is that text thread? It's just them, like, shit. Okay, so you and I have both been on that clean cleanse. We've talked about it once before. But our other good friend, Nick, was on it, like, around the same time as me. And we would just text every day about our BMs. Like, literally, we would say, BMs, I had a great poop today from the cleanse. Like, again, sorry, people don't, like, enjoy this. The first 30 minutes of the show was about these older women's poops. It's like, what is the show? I mean, what is look, this, show? this is real life. What is the show these we're recapping? These are things people go through. <laughs> but but where, what is this TV show? Like, if you showed it to someone for the first time. Oh, my time, God. If this was like, the first imagine, episode. Imagine going back in time and showing this episode. I know. Showing this episode um, to people in the 1980s and saying, this is... <laughs> 
here's an episode of TV from the future. That millions of people enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) So then we got to Tinsley and Carol, and they're talking about their poops. Tinsley said she finally got the poops. Which, again, what is, I need to know, what is giving them, what what did they eat that's giving them this diarrhea? Carol's a Kennedy. (laughs) She's a princess. She's technically a princess. She's been to war. She's on TV. (laughs) She's on TV talking about her She has been to Afghanistan. (laughs) She's like, whenever she says that, it sounds so What do you think the Kennedys think about this episode? You know what? I really, genuinely, I hope that people are like, yeah, everyone poops. And sometimes we all go through these things. Ugh. And perhaps it's shedding light that everyone goes through these That's struggles. True. You know what? You know? You know what? We're, uh, <laughs> art is a reflection of self. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So then we see it's revealed that Sonia had a diaper on, on okay. the plane, which I had told you all, I told you all that yes. Sonia wore a diaper. I'd heard that. And all my predictions are coming true. It's true. And I was very upset that during the boat, episode that like i didn't see anything about a diaper and then not only did we see it i mean we didn't see video of it we saw it on the plane and she had her pants unbuttoned to fit the diaper and she was so proud of it and she was like i love a good diaper sonia's on tv in a diaper and literally my quote that i wrote down is i love a good diaper right right which like she's used it before in she said, scenarios? she said, I wrote this down. She said, you need a diaper everywhere you go, really. Yeah. And she's like, wearing it on the Jitney. The Jitney? Good God. This, we <laughs> thought that was sad anyway when she was on the Jitney, and now she's on the Jitney wearing a diaper? What's happening? Sonia hooks up with, like, young, men? Like 20-something men, and just, like, They take imagine, off her diaper sexily? <laughs> imagine being, like, 22 years old. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, when I was 22. I don't, I wasn't out. I was, like, I think I came out at 22. But, so, let's say I'm 21. Okay. I was, let's say I'm not out of the closet. You're still in I was still a big gay, but... <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm, I'm trying to think back when I'm 21 and I'm hooking up with someone older. <laughs> I don't know if that happened, but in this imaginary scenario, I'm thinking of a 21 year old hooking up with a woman and Sonia's beautiful and youthful and vibrant, oh, yeah. but then, you know, you unbutton her pants and she's got a diaper on. What do you do? <laughs> I would hope one would turn and run away. Although again, people that wear diapers also need love. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds horrible. I meant like older ladies that wear Depends. They also need love. Well, sure. You know what? That's You're right. You're right. Okay, but I love Sonia in this diaper. She needs to get yeah. that Lisa Renna money. Right. She needs to get that Depends fucking sponsorship. sponsorship. And I forget and flat tummy tea. Yeah, we're going to get her out of that. You know, Have Grey you Garden's seen? house with some Depends money. Let's get it together, guys. She's wearing a diaper. And not only is she wearing it, she's unashamed. And then she reveals that she wears it all the time. Know, often. The ju- it's like a tool. Oh, I can't. That is the best. Again, she, if this she's was, also she justified it by like, I don't use a bathroom on the Jitney. So you just sit <laughs> in your own feces. Like, <laughs> god, Oh my wow. God. So Tinsley and Carol are talking about the boat ride and then we're getting the flashbacks. That, and I just, we didn't comment on it last week, but Ramona can't swim. We learned. And Which that's why she's strange. always with that fucking pool noodle. <laughs> on vacation. Oh, I did not piece <laughs> yeah, that together. Always, I know we never talked about that, but so I just wow. thought it's important. And Tinsley said again, she wasn't scared. And then Carol reveals, this is sort of serious, Carol reveals that Tinsley's reaction to the boat trip was a sign of someone, or or similar to someone's response to an abusive Mm -hmm, relationship. mm -hmm. And I, and then uh, Tinsley, of course, started crying, and her tears, we were talking about this before, I'm like, are Mm -hmm. her tears, are those tears real, or is she trying to, are they crocodile tears? Yeah. And I kind of concluded that maybe those are real tears, because we've seen her sort of cry like that before. Right. And even we saw Dale cry like that, where there's Mm -hmm. nothing really coming out. Mm -hmm. So I do actually think maybe that's how Tinsley (laughs) cries, which is upsetting. (laughs) I mean, I don't think Tinsley is a very emotional person. I think perhaps she was raised to be, you know, control and proper, right? She constantly says proper, right? So she needs to be sort of that appearance-based person. And I think that's really translated in her life that she is just kind of a cold, she doesn't let a, like an emotion rise to the top. So I totally, I thought Carol's thing was spot on and I'm going to miss Carol's insight in that um, way. I'm curious what will happen next season without Carol around. Like where, what's yeah. going to happen with Tinsley? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Carol said that the crew on the boat was shitty. Like the crew was <laughs> shitty. <laughs> I know that was Sorry. a poor choice of words. Maybe a good choice of words. That they were shitty, but somebody saved their lives with 
uh, axe or something. I know it was a sword. The, sword. <laughs> the anchor was on a rope or something. So yeah. And remember, I predicted that too, just FYI, a few yeah, weeks ago when were... I said that. I'm just saying, yeah, you guys, listen to what wow. I listen to my tea. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how this scene. So we're uh, we're cutting back and forth between Carol and Tinsley talking about the boat trip, and then Ramona, Lou, Dorinda, and Sonia talking yeah, about the boat trip. Mm-hmm. And Ramona, at one point, I don't know if you catch this, but she said, "I was walking and it just fell out of me." Yes. Okay. Regarding her poop. <laughs> I because at the end of last episode when like there was a smear of poop on the ground I think I texted you I was like how did that get there we just saw that and there was no explanation like I need to know and now I know yeah it fell out I mean but it fell out of her know, and then she like... wiped it up with towels and decided <laughs> that the towels were too smelly to be in her apartment so she needed to put them on the balcony how first of, there's so much wrong with that <laughs> It's so, so gross, gross and it's so rude to the staff and to the people so, yes. working there. It's just like very inappropriate. Like, and I wonder, I, I would really like, we should get a hold of that, that Cartagena um, crew. Oh, or, uh, Margarita. We need, yeah, to, we need to get a hold of Margarita because I want to know what the tip they left was. So then we get to uh, Bethany's apartment and I loved Bethany's apartment. Mm-hmm. I know I've been tough on <laughs> Bethany the last few weeks, but I really like loved her new apartment. And I'm trying to be nicer to Bethany. This okay. Week. That's my goal. Okay. Great. You don't want to be. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Wait, I, so what did you think of her apartment? You didn't love it? I, lo- I thought it was no, so great. I love Bryn's room, the love sign. I thought yeah, yeah. the decor was nice. And I actually thought it was similar and like just a little similar in like color scheme and design to Ramona, but it felt like it had more personal touches. And that one chandelier uh-huh. I remember from her old place, that one with Jason. I mean, again, it's a little too cold for my taste. But in this case, it fits Bethany. She's kind of cold. cold. That's Ramona needs like more colors. And like the, it doesn't mm. suit Ramona as well to be that kind of minimalist. It does suit Bethany. Sorry, I'm like very into interior yeah. design. But obviously that apartment is gorgeous. Like just yeah. money. That you know, that open space. That York. big couch. That huge fire that she's lighting. Like The it's, ice. Oh my god! I remember, Dorinda was like, "I just, I'm glad you have an ice maker." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, like Dorinda said too, like whenever you arrived in an apartment and the elevator opens into it, I mean, we're amazing. just, I know, amazing. Like, and I it would, overlooks the her office, office, which yeah. was super amazing. interesting too. But I did text you this. I hate that she has a bar, and I oh, remember yeah. when she was selling the last place. You hate that she has a bar in the living room. in the living room. No, it's so tacky to me. I hate it. It doesn't bother me. I like it. I like I it. it. I'm on Team Bethany it. with that one. But you know what I was thinking about during that scene was I was remembering when Bethany took that selfie video of her old apartment. Remember when she was leaving? And that was like... She cried in the closet? She cried and she made someone film it so they could put it on TV and it was just so, so gross. Dark. I mean, that was one of Bethany's lowest moments. Oh, yeah. But again, sure. I loved her. I especially loved her couch, that big-ass couch. Oh, I know. That would be great. And like I said, Dorinda wants an ice maker. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then so Dorinda and her sit down to have some lunch. <clears throat> And Dorinda says that she's still mad at Lou. And it mm-hmm. feels like so out of nowhere to me because they made up last week. Yeah. And it feels like they hashed it out. And it was like, what happened? Dorinda's the new Ramona. She apologizes and then it's not real. And then she continues to like harp on it. So then she kind of has right. to like keep apologizing and they're never real. Going round and round. Ju- yeah, round and round. It was similar what to what Ramone she did with the Nutcracker situation where it was like, the, yeah. we thought it was done. And then Dorinda just kind of like keeps going. Yeah. And then even, you know, when you spoke to Dorinda on the show, Dorinda said, I don't have beef with Bethany, but you do. You know what? Whitney, you know? How dare you insult my guests? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. It was just weird to bring it up again. Yeah. Um, so then we have a little scene with Sonia where she's not budging on her rent. Um, she was with her, I think it was her real, was it a oh, realtor? Yeah. Is that her uh-huh. social title? Uh, or yeah. Renter or yeah. something? Um, anyway, when the realtor left, Sonia just said, God, I love that bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love sober Sonia or whatever's going Sonia's on. really been great this season. Yeah. Um, can we talk though about the mattress real quick? Yeah. So please. she... <laughs> She got a new mattress, which I don't even want to know how old that mattress was that she replaced it. And then she did the classic move of you just put it on the sidewalk and hope someone takes it. Like, I don't know if this works in every other city, but I've sadly had bed bugs, so I've gone through some mattresses. You have to call... Like yeah, you have to call a, a city number up. to get it picked up. And so when she comes back with her dog, which she's holding, by the way, and is holding and she's like, oh, it's still here. It's like, yeah, because you didn't call city <laughs> like, removal to come take it. And it was just such a flippant like, oh, oh, well. She has no idea she had to call <laughs> someone. That mattress is still there. Oh, my God. I love that moment so much. And I was like, these are the moments that makes New York so good. Oh, so funny. Uh, so then we cut to the lip lab with Bethany and Lou. Okay. And they're making lipsticks. Sure. It is what it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> so then Enlu reveals that she's still mad at Dorinda too. Yeah. And that yeah. again, I'm like, where is this all coming from? Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately like they both went real low, but they were just talking at Ramona's. Like they were just at Ramona's early yeah. in the episode being like, Oh, I got solid poops. <laughs> I know. I just feel like, I mean, maybe it's editing magic and like things happen before or after, but I think both of them kind of cut that, to each r- other's core that it's yeah. lingering. I bet you that Ramona renovations reveal happened like after all this. Maybe. Right? Well, no, because Lou mentioned it with Bethany. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, and R- Luann said that Dorinda loves me in the wrong way. Which, what a quote. And then Bethany starts talking about Carol. She says, Carol wants young and easy and I'm not. She says it's. We're like burnt marinara. It's I can't. burnt at the bottom, and so it tastes bad at the top. <laughs> I don't even know. I thought that was a good analogy. That was a good analogy, yeah. and it was like, oh yeah, I remember when you were a chef? Um, or I, Kelly? Not according to Kelly. Yes. <laughs> Kelly <laughs> You're a cook, not a You're chef. You're a cook, not a chef. Um, oh, what a great fight! Uh, so good. Um, I, you know, we've 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 talked about this a lot. Yeah. You and I are Team Carol. I just. I can't get but on. But again, I'm trying this. I'm trying to be open to Bethany. I'm trying to be open to her. Oh. Still team Carol. <laughs> I'm still team Carol. I just don't understand. Well, so Lou went on to start talking about Ramona's house, the renovation, and she was being very mean to Bethany about it. And Bethany's like, oh, finally, Luann said, fuck it. She's just going to say whatever yeah. she wants. And it just felt, it felt mean to me. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it was funny. What? what I, I remembered my statement yeah. about Bethany and Carol. What? Bethany likes, she's an opportunist. Period. Like, okay. you know what I mean? And you can see that in her businesses and how we've seen that in her right. career. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. You're prioritizing maybe money and success in that way over other things. And that's fine. Money, that's your... also the name of Lou's single. <laughs> we need to make this one money. <laughs> yeah. Keeps talking about money. Okay, sorry. Um, so that's just who she is, like, to her core. And so, yeah, she likes friendships that serve her in some way. Mm. She doesn't like a genuine reciprocal friendship that's caretaking and all these things. We've never seen that. Her and Jill's relationship, you know, Jill was her mother and lifted her up and helped her through a dark time in that school. And then Carol was probably, like, her little sidekick that was already used to luxury and Wait. all this money that, like, you know, the trips and stuff. So she could go along with with Bethany in this new money world, but she didn't want an emotional connection. You know, um, she wanted a sidekick. And then the moment that Carol sort of like, you know, maybe gets a little fame or whatever, Bethany's done with her. So for Bethany to act like Carol shat on her is, <laughs> is I don't get it. I yeah. don't get it. Anyway, that is my, I don't know. I feel like we've story. talked, I know ad nauseum about, I just Carol had to get Bethany, that out there. But- they're making their they're making their lipstick, <laughs> and I like what we said before. I'm obsessed with Lou. Keeps saying she keeps referring to money. money. Her single money uh-huh. can't buy you class, but she just calls it money. And, and money. she's like, "We're gonna name this lipstick money." <laughs> like, I love that. Well, she needs some money. Um, so then, uh, Dorinda and John meet. We haven't seen John much this season at, him all. at all. And Dorinda goes over to the dry cleaners. She says she's the queen of the castle at the dry cleaners. Like, what a low budget Disney movie that is. <laughs> oh, I would watch that. I would too. I would too. Um, I also love that John was just like, look, I tried really hard. Flowers, food's here. And then he just kept saying, like, look, I did it. Yeah, look, right? I, I got look, you a salad, a takeout so salad. Sad. You know, I actually think her and John are better matched than we thought previously. Yeah, but yeah. Yes. Like, I think they're not that unmatched no no like, that's true i mean not that Dorinda's beautiful i don't mean like right look, personality wise yeah. and stuff yeah but just clearly like she's not that into it yeah i know they just both have their shit and it's like maybe yeah. they're maybe it's good for them yeah um and they're setting something up with john in the cabaret right so they're right. setting something up that's something's going to happen between john not being invited mm-hmm. to the cabaret or something we'll mm-hmm. get to that uh, so then we cut to Bethany and they're going to the uh, Jean factory. Which and oh, I boy. wait, I have a quick question. Where's Kevin, the driver? Kevin's gone. Oh yeah, there's some other guy that tried to very quickly shield Bethany from rain. Yeah, like what is happening with Kevin? We need to get Kevin on the line. We got Doctor Amador. Kevin. We need to get Doctor. Ke- oh, not Doctor. God. He's not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find Ke- Kevin, her driver. I mean, honestly, though, he's the only black person on the show. Like, we need to hear. From I know him. we need more diversity on the show. <laughs> Uh, Sonia's a big fan of the skinny girl jeans, Bethany said. And <laughs> because I'm not. she gave it to her for free. <laughs> <laughs> they toured the denim company, though. And this was cute. Like, 
the Bethany or uh, Sonia said this is like my prison shows when she was looking at the dryers. <laughs> That's all her pr- prisons references. <laughs> like she really thinks about that a lot. What do you think she watches? Do you think she watches Orange is the New Black? Do you think she's watching like Locked Up? Abroad? Maybe she does all of them in like Law and Order. Actually, she strikes me as a Law and Order person. Maybe yeah, yeah, her and yeah. Dorinda text about episodes. Yeah, and Bethany says she needs funny in her life. She doesn't need serious. She needs funny. That's why and her that's and cool. Sonia are getting along. Which I agree that Sonia yeah. or Bethany does need funny. Yeah, she needs someone to. Uptight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they talk about big BPD, big package denim, and they got too much of a kick out of that for my liking. Ooh, what did you think? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. It's cute. I mean, I like that we got to see um, Sonia like have intelligence about things. She mm. was like, "No, remember, I went to school for this." Yeah, like it's she's like the dark horse. Like people don't want to give her credit because she's kind of like shat on her own name. <laughs> but I also think I know we're using so many it's shit like, references. Um, I also think oh, number two. Here's what I think. Okay, <laughs> so I think sometimes I think Sonia plays up like the floozy bit. Yeah, yeah. So much, and I think she is probably more intelligent than we even totally. know. Totally, and that's why I think early on, if you rewatch season three when she came on, she <gasps> oh, seems yeah. more intelligent. Right. And, yeah. And 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 I think she just kind of felt, fit into this character, and I think people do this. Uh, this is why I think couples should never go on reality TV because they oh. play into whatever they're edited into first. Mm. So it's like Adrian and Paul Maloof. Remember on the Beverly mm-hmm. Hills? It's like they were the couple that bickers. Mm-hmm. And then people started like that. They were like, oh, that's cute. This married couple bickers. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing it more because they were like, that's what the people want. Yeah. And then eventually the lines get blurred. Yeah. Yeah, and it's no, like, then your relationship is all bickering. The cameras aren't around. Yeah. You know, it's almost like you shouldn't watch your own show. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous. I think that's what's, Reality TV is dangerous because they have to fit these people into stereotypes. Yeah, no, and so eventually you start playing into whatever the character you're going to be. If you're yeah. going to be the villain, like Brandy Glanville, she became mm-hmm. the villain. And it's like then she, I think, went overboard with it mm-hmm, and it was like mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. And then we got to Carol and Dorinda and did you <laughs> – they're at dinner. <laughs> did you did you catch that there was like a big open flame behind Dorinda? No. <laughs> they were seated by the fireplace. Uh-huh. And I just kept thinking like – don't go put your face in it, Dorinda. <laughs> Don't. It was like right behind Dorinda, this huge open flame. And every time they show her, I was like, oh, like on the edge of my seat. Like, like it's she's going to light on fire. <laughs> Dorinda should not be near flames. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so Carol reveals that the Widow's Guide was optioned for a third time. Cool. You know, I noticed online people are sort of mean about Carol's career and I and her writing stuff. And oh. I think as a writer... <laughs> I'm, I shouldn't stick up for Carol again. I feel like I do that too much. But I think, you know, writing stuff happens. Sometimes you get a gig, you know, in the industry. Yeah. It's like sometimes you get a gig, sometimes it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You think something's going, then it doesn't work out. Yeah. So it's like the fact that Widow Guide got optioned three times is completely normal that it didn't get made. Yeah. And the fact totally that it got optioned is pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do people shit on that? Yeah, I, oh, I, I noticed <laughs> a lot of people shitting on it. Okay. Um, what, being like, oh, what a failure? Like she doesn't do, she doesn't do anything. She's lazy or whatever. Uh, and it's like she's probably doing stuff maybe she's maybe. not but maybe she's not i don't know I don't it know. was really weird that this party was like all about an article but we'll get there yeah um and dorinda says that bethany does the storyline of our lives she says bethany decides the storyline and Love i actually that. i sort of agreed with that yeah I, I thought that was a little bit behind the veil of like we because these girls have to be talking about how bethany has the producer's ears and it's like kind of bethany's show well and the and- rumor is that the reunion they all gang up on bethany <gasps> And you can tell, I think you can really tell that none of the women like Bethany. No, of course not. Sonia and Luann are the only ones that are sort of on Team Bethany. But right. um, you can tell, I mean, Ramona, I, I'm not saying they're right or wrong. It's just. I think they're seen through it. You know, they're mm-hmm. seeing Bethany be a little manipulative but and she, Bethany does know how to produce the show in a right. way that she's giving us great TV. So on the same yeah. token, as I'm trying to defend Bethany, she, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> she does make us good TV. And so if she is I producing know. behind the scenes, you know what? Maybe we need it. But like what you just said about when couples see themselves and then they mm. keep acting, you know, um, in that character vein, I feel like Bethany's doing that. Right. You know, when she was natural Bethany and like the first seasons and stuff, it was fantastic. But now I think she's a little too hip to it that she's manipulating stuff. And I don't know that devil's I advocate. Wanna, oh. Devil's advocate. Oh, okay. So let's say she's manipulating things. We mm-hmm. got the best season of New York we've ever had. Well, of course, I know. that's a lot of that is up to Lou, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's because of Lou. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if Bethany is the one producing this great content for yeah, us, I think a lot of the other franchises, people like Vicky or Tamara or in Orange County or right. Kyle and LVP and Beverly Hills, Ugh. they're doing the same thing Bethany might be doing, but 
they're not doing it very well. good. Well, uh, yeah. also devil's advocate to your devil's advocate. They don't have the cast like this lovely no, lineup this of women. Ever. I know. So then we cut to Ramona's ageless skincare launch and she's doing with Dr. Amy Lewis. Again, I say, where the fuck is Dr. Sharon Giese? I'm pissed about it. So pissed. Also, don't you think <laughs> we need that to get that, her on the line? Let's start making a list. Don't you think that doctor kind of looks like Stassi Schroeder's mom? Oh yeah, yeah. Also, Ramona's short hair looks fantastic. Oh my god, she looks so good. Oh, she and actually, looks twenty-five. I want to look. I want to buy that skincare. Like, I, okay. <laughs> I want to buy it. I think it looks great. <laughs> uh, and then Dorinda says she wants an apology from Lou, and it's like we already went through this, yeah. Dorinda. Um, oh, I wrote down. I did. We just talked about Ramona's hair, but yeah, I agree. I loved her short hairdo. And then, do you remember in season three when she got a cut? Yeah, and she was she's going on telling everyone, and, like telling everyone. <laughs> she told everyone she was, she was uh, like the Cameron Diaz, a young Cameron yes, Diaz. yes. That was the best. Also, when she so that was season three, maybe premiere. She went on that boat and she was talking mm-hmm. about her haircut and she was so proud of it. And then Jill Zarin was on that boat. And somebody else was on the boat. Who was it? It was like one of their friends, one of Ramona's friends that used to be in the early seasons. Uh And they said they were at a party with Ramona or they were at a dinner with Ramona and Mario and they were at a group dinner and Ramona asked for a separate check. And yeah. And so this woman's telling Jill Zarin that Ramona at dinner asked for a separate check and Jill Zarin, she goes, I'm done. I'll never forget. She got so offended. She said, I'm done. And she just walked away. She, it was like too much for Jill. Like the fact that uh, Ramona asked for a separate check yeah. dinner was like over the line. Also, I mean, like, I kind of agree, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it was just the, the most love, dramatic thing. Yeah. Season I, three premiere. Oh man, I miss Jill Zarin's like, I'm done. She I'm always done. said that. I'm done. Oh, it was like too so offensive. Good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that was the episode where uh, Ramona had the camera uh, and <laughs> So then Luann comes to this ageless party. We see her on the street walking, and I feel like we get a lot of shots of Luann walking. I love it, though. She's, Me too. You know, she's in that purple. model. She struts. That purple. I don't know if it was a faux fur or whatever, yeah, but it was, it was a, a purple a thing. Disaster is what it was. <laughs> and then Sonia shows up, and she brings her shoe collection, which oh made me God. laugh so hard. <laughs> And it gave me a flashback and you'll, you'll know this reference better, but like, remember when like there was some party in the early seasons and Bethany was supposed to provide the alcohol, but then she started sticking her logo everywhere and people got pissed. Cause it's like, this is my thing. This isn't mm-hmm, your thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like that thing all over again. Oh. And I was just like, Oh, flashback. I know Ramona didn't get mad though. She was fine. I mean, she, she was again, like a little, a little, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she said to Luann, the biggest oh, shoe size is yours. <laughs> <laughs> These women are so mean to Luann. I know, but I also wear a size 10 shoe. Oh my God. And then they made a Cinderella reference and I thought, I want that version of Cinderella yeah. immediately. Also, I, I kind of wanted like Sonia to like show up with like a shoe shine kit and like a little <laughs> stool, you know, like the, the men and just sit down and like with a shoehorn putting on all the ladies, come by guys, get your shoes. <laughs> She didn't bring shoes for Carol or Toretto. No. She's like, fuck you guys. Bitch. That was so good. But that is good shade. <laughs> and Carol, Carol asked, oh my God, I got the giggles. Carol asked Luann how the rehearsal's going for her show. And then, we, <laughs> tears. then we see a flash. I I'm thinking, <laughs> then we get a flashback <laughs> to the rehearsal. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? It was a mess. The director says, the director said, I'm going to kill myself. I loved, that was such a good, like, such a good talk. The director comment. said on Mike, I'm going to kill myself. And they had to subtitle it. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like one of those like behind the door scenes. I'm going to kill myself. I've done, <laughs> I've done acting before. And if I, if my director was referencing my work and saying, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> It wasn't even to them loudly enough as a joke. It no, was like it was a like, serious moment. He's like, just, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> to probably the pianist or like. It was to- Ben. It was that Ben oh. ramble around. I don't know his last name. I, I can't know. At first name. I thought it was Sean um, from Will and Grace. <laughs> oh my God. And they added, I think, some sound effects. They were like the the uh, music stand was like falling and they added like a crashing sound. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, I was, I was going to kill myself. Or, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> oh my God. That made me laugh. It was like a bad improv. I've taken a lot of improv classes too many to count if that's what it felt like so then dorinda at this ageless party she goes up to luann to apologize again and i just thought like we've didn't done this before and if dorinda's so mad and wants an apology from lou then why is she going up to her and being like hey i'm sorry about what i did 
I'm sorry about what I said. It's like yeah. she was doing that passive aggressive thing. It's like I'm going to be overly right. overly apologetic right, so that to way get the thing that I want. To, so you, you apologize to me, mm-hmm. and then if you don't, then I can say, well, I was yeah. so apologetic to you. Yeah, and it just felt Which, passive aggressive. Honestly, if you want an apology, you have to ask for it. Just yeah. go up to her and be like, I'm offended. Please apologize to me. Hello, right. ladies. Let's get this communication. And it's weird because, like, how is Luann supposed to apologize if you're giving her all the signs that, like, she doesn't need to exactly. apologize? Like, it's confusing. Yeah. And then in Luann's confessionals, she said, I feel bad for people who can't cop to their bad behavior. And then she says, I didn't mean to use cop. Ha, 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 ha. Oh. It was just a little Again, moment. she's really weird with this I know that it bugs, me, it bugs me how she makes a joke out of all of it yeah because it, that's a privilege thing that bothers exactly me. yeah um, but it, it's the why we love Lou <laughs> I love it uh, Ramona gives a little speech at the ageless party then we cut to Carol's marathon Cosmo party whatever what in the world was that I know and it's like we've we, it's enough with the marathon we're yeah. done we're yeah. done with the marathon yeah. but I although did, her I loved her outfit Oh yeah, I was just gonna say I love the athleisure theme. Uh huh. Like, Although I would lo- she should have not had the gold chain, but yeah, it was a little too much. But I love the athleisure theme, and mm-hmm. I would go to something like that. I love to go places in sweats. Yeah. And Ramona <laughs> just showed up in like a little black dress and heels. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, that's I. That's true, Ramona. I could not see her in like sweatpants. I know. And Ramona was talking to the editor in chief of Cosmo, and she was getting so excited because this woman from Cosmo could help her. But then she just like lays into Bethany in front of this woman and yeah. like talking about how Bethany doesn't support other women and i'm obsessed with this storyline that ramona's created about I Bethany do. not supporting yeah. other women. it's just like every time she brings it up it makes me laugh. i love it remember when ramona had a cosmo uh column oh yeah of course How could I <laughs> we need to bring that back and ramona says that she always shows up to things and bethany doesn't and um i i look back and i remember a time when bethany tweeted about Ooh. alex's groupon towels <laughs> right, right, right. So if anyone wants to go check that out, Bethany does sometimes support, support women. other women. <laughs> but see, that's low level shade or high level, probably. <laughs> I know. And then Heather showed up. I love, I love, love Heather. Heather. A lot of it was Heather, so nice to Holla. see her. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's not a housewife, but they, I want her back on my TV. They had a good relationship. It made both of them more likable. Totally. And Carol, because they yeah. seemed like ride or die friends. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Tinsley showed up and she looked insane. <laughs> insane. What was that? <laughs> Do you know, ever watch Dance Moms? No. There's this girl named Jojo that was on it, and she would always like, she would have pigtails. She was like a blonde was girl. She a child? And she, yeah, she, yeah, she was a child. <laughs> but then as she started to get older, she's a YouTuber now, and she still oh. sort of like plays into that. Like, she's a little older. She's not, still not an adult, but she's like 14 or 15. Oh, okay. And she still does this like baby voice, and, and you know, <laughs> the fans of Dance Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of them. But anyway, Tinsy looked like JoJo from the other. Oh, okay. It was weird. Um, and then Dorinda showed up, and this is important. <laughs> Dorinda shows up in a one-piece mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she said that she always shops at she always goes into skateboard shops. Did that you catch was that? So like, weird. What the fuck? Uh, so many questions. Going into skateboard and shops. And also, I don't think they sell that at skateboard shops. Like, do you pick- Do you think she just means like Pac Sun? Hundred percent. Yeah, she hundred percent. She like goes, but also like, why is she going to pack sun? I don't know. <laughs> like, so just weird. imagining Dorinda like just always. She said she always goes into skateboard shops. I was like, so and then she saw she just happened to see that. It's like, why? What were you in there for? Do you think she's like the kind of woman that goes to American Eagle and buys their underwear? That's yeah. a very girl reference, but um, no, but guys do it too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, quick note on that outfit. The lovely Karen Huger from mm. Potomac Icon also wears legend. that onesie oh, Adidas yeah, yeah, yeah. thing in the season premiere, I think, or like the second episode. And she actually has like t- in two colors, and I'm loving it because oh, it's yeah, like a super, weird like camel yeah. toey one suit that's like so inappropriate for their age and where they're going. But I love it. Yeah, well, allegedly it's at Paxson. <laughs> <laughs> She's all, all. Um, <laughs> This is one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. So they're taking a photo all together. And like literally they're at a party full of people. And Dorinda's coming into the photo. And Ramona says, says, very loudly for everyone to hear, wow, having all that diarrhea worked well for you. And it was like, we're just telling everyone at this party. I love it. (laughs) And Dorinda's just like, okay. smiled. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yep. I'm thin yeah. now." <laughs> Look, be so, proud of it. I mean, she looks great. At, she looks great anyway. She looked a little thinner in this thing, and it, it was copped yeah. up to diarrhea. And it was like most people, I would be embarrassed if someone's like, "You look thin because of that diarrhea." <laughs> Like, I, I think I would be a little embarrassed, but like Dorinda Ward, proud. She's like, "Yep, that's me." 
Sure did. Oh she walked God. into that pack sun feeling good. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if she walked into pack sun. They're like, can I, can I help you with anything? She's like, well, I just got diarrhea, <laughs> so size thinner. <laughs> uh, then Adam showed up, and I'm, I just wrote, ugh, Adam, pass. I'm, I don't like seeing he, Adam. Yeah, and he didn't seem to age well. No, not at all. He creeps me out. <laughs> Um, and then, but and Ramona or Carol gives a little shade to Bethany. She says, "I don't crash and burn re- relationships like other people do." I stand I by I w- my earlier. Claims. I, don't, I don't like when I don't like Carol going low. I don't. Yeah, she needs to go high. She some of these things she's doing, even on Twitter, she's saying and doing a couple things. Where I'm like, Carol, come okay. On. I appreciate that you're trying to overcorrect because you feel like maybe you went too hard for Carol. Yeah, well, but you don't need to overcorrect. <laughs> okay, you don't need to overcorrect that much. I, listeners can be mad at me all they want. Well, but. you're not on social media. With <laughs> It's easy for you to say. Uh, okay, so then that's it. Um, I, I want to check into uh, Carol's article. I'm curious what it is. If it was oh, like yeah. a full article or like a little thing. Next week is the finale. It's the cabaret show. I'm super so excited. excited. And something with John not being um, invited. We don't know exactly what. I know. Um, so that's the episode. Wow. But, but I do look forward to Dorinda's intense eye makeup next week. Sure. Who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. I want to touch on Orange County real quick. So before we do, I want to say that we are going to do the ropes course. So Yay! Taste of, Troy Turner from Taste of Reality, he organized this ropes course um, outing. Mm-hmm. So it's, what day is it? September, September 1st. September 1st. I don't know. Check the Facebook group, everything I kind of Facebook group, or, you know, it's on tasteofreality.com. So there's like a contest. He's giving away passes. I don't know. He's running that over that uh-huh. Taste of Reality, but we're going to do it on yes. September 1st. So I hope people can join us. Oh my gosh. I have it's to get in shape in, for it. It's going to be in Orange County. We're doing the ropes course where Vicky, uh, you know, her finger, rest in peace. <laughs> my finger! <laughs> That's the best scene of all time. So good. <laughs> um, what are you thinking of Orange County right now? I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Okay. I feel like we're on a hamster wheel where it's like, yeah. I'm just not as, ex- I'm not as excited to watch. And there's been some really wonderful moments. Like totally. We've gotten some great stuff, but I just, I don't feel that motivated by it. Yeah. And I'm also just like, I'm tired of a lot of the stuff we're getting. Yeah, I agree. It's not as bad as Beverly Hills. Like, honestly, I think I'm just not going to watch Beverly Hills. I mean, I will, but you know. I know, we'll watch it. But I'll we'll, protest yeah. in my mind. But like... I saw them filming the other day. I texted oh, yeah. you. They were filming right by my apartment. Yeah. Dorinda Which, was outside. Again, no offense to you and your lovely home no, and where they, you live. Why the fuck are they going there? Well, but I will say they were at Nora, which is a nice restaurant. Is it? Yeah, it's nice. Oh, nice-ish. Okay. Have you well, ever been I've never been there. Never there. <laughs> <laughs> I've honestly never been there. But it is across from a Hamburger Mary's. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no offense. But at okay. least it's not the Grove. Yeah, true. But um yeah, no, I'm 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 it's there with you the on Orange County. Home. It's the same. I don't understand why they're doing these hand motions like I miss that little thing that I they're know. doing. Uh The new girls are fine. They're fine. They're, fine. they're better than Lydia and Peggy or Yeah, whatever. but also they don't feel like they fit in. And I know right. it's only like the first episode, but it just feels like they're really ramming new people in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And again, we've gotten some wonderful moments. I think that dinner was fun. Like the dinner last was week, it? it was like funnish. I really like Tamara scooting around on that thing. Okay, that is funny. <laughs> and by the way, I also once um, broke oh my, my ankle from drinking. And you had a scooter, and I had a scooter because I had to go to a wedding, so I had that scooter. Yeah, I mean, Andalise was so fun. I thought that Andalise episode was amazing. Yeah. but I, I didn't. Then they kept cutting to the new girls. And yeah, I, like, I don't need the new girls care. right now. But yeah. Real quick, I want to mention we're running out of time, and yeah. I know. People are going to get mad at me that we didn't talk about Orange County that much, but I'm sorry. You know, also, we'll, get into, we'll, get, we'll come we're back trying. to it. We're trying. We do a deep dive in New York, yeah. and then we touch Look, on the others. I love New York so much we right now. On, we deep dive in New York, and then we touch on the others. Okay. So I do want to quickly touch on Potomac. Ah! I love the that little costume game where they're trying to figure out. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> so funny. The Potomac <laughs> girls putting on those costumes, <laughs> and Giselle said she looked like the Flo and the insurance lady. Yes. Oh my god! And then one of who's the one that looks like the pizza deliver the pizza delivery. <laughs> <laughs> just or um, Robin. So funny. They're giving us good comedy on Potomac, they and really they feel are. it feels like Atlanta or New York, where they're yes. actually funny. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like they're being too tryhardy. Yeah, if you're not watching Potomac, watch it. It it was a quick season, but it was so good. We didn't talk about it enough here. Maybe we'll do a recap later. Yeah, we'll but do like we should do a, it. Something has made it was giving me so many good. laughs. Yeah, it's been very very good. Um, I also want to quickly mention we have a few other things I want to mention. The bold type finale was la- was. A couple days ago. Oh. And it was great. I love I'm it. Behind. If you haven't watched The Bold Type, I just encourage you to watch season two. It's been fantastic. Oh, great. 
you guys. So that's the episode. I'm sorry we didn't get it into Potomac and Orange County a lot, but you know we have to focus on New York. Yeah. We're doing what we can. And I want to tell everyone, if you want to support this podcast, please head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash everything iconic. And over there we're doing I'm doing recaps of season two of Real Housewives of New York. And it's so fun to rewatch. I just watched that episode where Kelly says, I'm up here and you're down here. And I transcribed it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you and I are going to do it. Uh, Amazing. For Patreon, so I'm going to put that up. And then I also have a Real Houses in New York recaps, all that stuff. So that's awesome. on Patreon. $4 or more gets you access to all of that. Uh, please find me on social media. Please write and review this podcast on iTunes if you like it. It really helps us out a lot. One more thing I want to say. There's a show on A&E called Born This Way, and I just love it so, so much. It's about a group of young adults with Down syndrome. It's about their relationship with their friends and their family and their work. It's got everything we love from a reality show. It's got drama. It's got laughs. But it also has this enormous heart. And I swear, it's one of the best shows on TV. It's won Emmys. It's won uh, three Emmys. It's up for a fourth Emmy. And I want everyone to watch it live Wednesday, August 15th. Again, that's A&E Wednesday, August 15th. And next week on the show, we're going to have Rachel and her mom, Lori, from the show. We have a quick little interview with them. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. 
Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Anything else? Uh, No, I think we're good. I love you guys so much. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Me? No. You and the people. You looked at me. And the people. (laughs) Everyone, really. I love everyone. Spread the love this week. I love a good dive. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.